Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. My name's Bob D, and with me for this episode are Tom Reed. Hello, folks. And Will Pinsar. Hello there. And in this show, we're going to be talking about list building and list design and how to put the plans for your list into action on the table, in particular with the idea that some lists are more aggressive and more shooting, and other lists are more passive and wait for the opponent to come to you. Tom, when you're building a list, do you have in mind whether you want it to be a, an aggressive list or a, or a more passive list? Yeah, I think it's, it's important to have that in the back of your mind as you build any list. But also, I think it's mostly important to understand what type of player you are, and therefore, you'll naturally shoot one or the other more, I would suspect. Okay. So it, it starts even earlier than building this one specific list, I would say. And do you categorise yourself as an aggressive or a defensive player? Yeah, I would categorise myself as a far more defensive player. And certainly all the way through 1.0, that was the case. And the big challenge for me going into uh, 2.0 is remoulding myself in, into a type of player that suits the game still. As I suspect, and I've been experiencing, that defensive style is has gone quite a lot from the game. Okay, so you're, you're thinking that now the game is favouring getting out there and, and hitting stuff fast. And not not quite a traditional alpha, but certainly a list that can, can dish it out as much as take it. Yeah, very much so. My old style of play was very much kite and fight, sort of be on the very edge of combat as often as possible. Um, try and engage as few of the enemy ships with your one or two ships as often as possible. And it was all a big range game. Whereas now, because of the way abilities have changed and the game rules have slightly changed, that, that style of play just isn't feasible anymore. You don't have the tools uh, to achieve that anymore. And therefore, the lists that are now much more powerful, back to where 1.0 started almost, what are these you know, four-plus-wide ships that offer... Effectively, you're buying a lot of dice, whereas at the end of 1.0, that wasn't really the case. Okay, so with, with um, 2.0 list building, are you, are you thinking that you, you are drawn towards a more aggressive list style just because that's more effective in, in the way that the mechanics have, have moved with 2.0? Yeah, I'm, I'm drawn towards not necessarily more aggressive in the way I fly them, but certainly much more direct, I would say. Their game plan is to, is to point at you, get in front of you, do as much damage as possible while being as efficient as possible. I need all of my stuff shooting at the thing I want them shooting at, whereas my 1.0 style was very much a death by a thousand cuts approach, whereas I don't feel that is now feasible anymore. And the lists that are doing well at the moment, stuff like Rebel Beef and Phantoms, stuff that is, is built around pushing out a lot of damage very fast seems to be doing well. Yeah, it, not only does it push out a lot of damage, it's got the ability to absorb a fair bit of damage but also, it's it's just very efficient for what you buy. You aren't stapling loads of upgrades to things. You're tending to buying just good, efficient ships that work together in, in a nice little combination. So, therefore, you aren't looking for, for combinations and combo power off the upgrades you've bought. You're looking for efficiency off the, off the dice you've bought. I mean, arguably, it's, it's, the pilots are under-costed. 
and their abilities are under-costed and the upgrades are over-costed in an effort to prevent combo wing. Yes, there's, a, there's an argument to be made that that is very much the way things are and therefore we're back to where 1.0 started almost where the most efficient lists you could buy were the TIE Swarm or the 2X and 2B lists with virtually not an upgrade to be seen. And then push the limit happened. And then push the limit happened, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Will, you're, you're a little bit sceptical about dividing lists into aggressive or, or defensive. Is, is what Tom's saying making some sense to you? Yeah, it is making some sense uh, to a certain degree. Like I said, I mean, I've, I, I hate the term passive and aggressive lists because a passive list to me is a list that just doesn't shoot. That is the whole point of being a passive pacifist or a passive list. So I kind of not. Uh, I mean, defensive. Yeah, I'd say is the better word, like like Tom said. But I mean, the way the way the game is. Yeah, it's about rolling dice. It's about getting like like Tom's saying, like getting that aggression, getting every every guns on target. But arguably, at the moment, is that just a list people have gravitated to? Is that, is that why that's come prevalent? Because if you look now, you've got two Jedis and two Torrents doing really well. And they've done consecutively well at a number of tournaments. And now Aces and things like that, I wouldn't say they are getting and get stuff smashed. Because I don't think they are. Aces are typical Aces. They'll do death by a thousand cuts and, and do that range stuff. I mean, 2.0 for me has done the world of good because... As you know, Bob and, and Tom, I'm more of a knife fighter. I like to get stuck in. Maybe have one kiting round, but I like to get stuck in the fight. So, and me, and it's, it's definitely it's definitely right that the Jedi are more knife fighty in their style, and they want to get in and have a little bit of a dig, and then then get out again. So, in, in that sense, they they are solid aggressively, but they're also a list or a ship that can can defend themselves through green dice and and having enough hull to look after themselves yeah but there we go then so how would you describe that this is why my argument is you you, you can't put lists in aggressive and defensive it can come in be a bit aggressive and then it runs off and runs off for ages well that to me is defensive not aggressive so where do we where do we if you're going to categorize lists in aggressive and defensive then where does it where's the line drawn on what's an aggressive and what's in a defensive list I, I would actually categorise lists the way I've always explained X-Wing when I've had various lengthy conversations with people around the world who've been bored enough or interested enough to listen almost. I've put them into two different brackets and they're, the way I describe them is outflying or outpositional lists rather than the way they look to do damage or um, the way they absorb damage i would suggest that your method of victory falls into outflying your opponent which i would describe as an aces list which is quite reactive it's high ps it's got barrel roll boost probably and it allows you to outfly someone in a in a moment in one turn you can turn in barrel roll out their arc get your shots or an out positional list which is always the list i've tended to fly as i've never been that great with aces Whereas actually, rather than in one single turn, you look to get into the best position available. It happens over numerous turns and it's slowly dragging your opponent somewhere that they don't want to be, that you do want to be. The prime and easiest example is um, when I would use dash against a swarm. It, I would never outfly them in one turn, 
but I would slowly out-position them and drag them through rocks or round where they didn't want to be. And they're the two ways that I would categorise lists in the past. And, and I still do to a degree. I just believe that the out-positional lists have now moved towards Rebel Beef, where you slowly pick the place you want the combat to take place, whereas the out-flying um, lists are these, are these aces and are these Jedi that in one turn allow you to just take advantage of your opponent's move or your opponent's mistake even and achieve victory or gain the upper hand in one moment rather than slowly over several turns. So so when someone's picking one of these kinds of lists, songs, do, you, yeah. do you reckon it's down to them as a person, uh, personally as a, as a pilot rather than just picking the best list that's go, to go for? Yeah, I think very much so. I think there's an element of you need to know what sort of character you are and what sort of pilot you are. So use myself as the example. I'm quite um, I'm quite careful in the moves I pick. Um, rarely do I pick the go-for-the-throat move that's high-risk, high-reward. And therefore, what I tended to find is when I did fly aces, I actually missed my opportunity more often than not because I just basically hadn't got the bottle to turn in the moment I should have turned in. I tended to play defensively move away and look for another turn and that turn would never come so from my own point of view I couldn't play those sort of lists because effectively I just never got damage in whereas the out positional list suited me because I could slowly make my decision and plan my approach over you know four five six turns and I knew the end game what I was what I was going towards whereas often I'd make the more defensive and sometimes wrong choice with the aces and then just never get any damage in. So I think it's really important to understand what sort of player you are and what sort of decisions you're going to make on average to then decide what sort of list you want to fly. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot of force in the, the horse and jockey argument. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good racehorses, there's a lot of good jockeys, but you can sometimes take a really good jockey and stick it on a really good horse and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I agree entirely. I mean, it was interesting for me because... Playing Tom Forstner, for instance, at the System Open. Now, arguably, the only time I'd ever actually seen Tom Forstner play was um, against Martin Chivers. So it was a completely different game. Now, what he took to the System Open was resistance fives. Now, I didn't expect him to be as cagey as he was and do the things that he did. So I kind of committed myself into different positions. And essentially, you can watch the stream on first earth. I got battered. And it's, it's not... When, when when we're saying about lists and stuff, because with with resistance fives, you can be an aggressive player. I mean, I played OJ um, Hemmings, and he was really aggressive with that list. But then when Tom Forstner got his hands on almost the same list, he was very cagey and played it in a completely different way. So, is you know when we talk about lists, lists being that AC style or not, and out positional, can they be a crossover? Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm okay, I think I think any single list you can probably fly, or certainly most lists you can fly in a variety of ways, and get get different strengths and weaknesses out of them. Some lists just don't allow you to fly the other way, and they tend to be the out positional lists don't really, in my eyes, allow you to outfly someone in a single turn. Often the out flying lists they do allow you to slowly out-position someone because you are still dragging them somewhere they don't want to be over, which is, I think, what you're describing there. You can be quite in your face and quite aggressive with that resistance fives list, 
or you can bide your time and let the enemy move into a position that they de- actually don't want to be in. And I would say, yeah, you know, that definitely there's multiple ways to fly any single list, I would say. And some of the some of the very best lists and some of the very best pilots are the ones who choose ships that can fly both ways. If you take Poe, for example, he's a ship who can can run away, can take his time looking to outfly in a single turn. But he's also a traditional X-wing, and and he can play part uh, play part as a member of a team that's looking to outposition rather than to outfly. Yeah, arguably the strongest stuff out there, and always has been the stuff that could do both. For me personally, I've always had to very much go towards the out-positional stuff, and every single list I've had success with has, has gone down that route. It's been Dash, it's been the the double caster lists, and then at the end it's been Fen Ghost. And, and that are lists that always rewards solid play over the course of an hour, and the idea that you're not looking to win the turn in, win the game in one turn, you're looking yeah. to to win the game over the course of, of several turns where your uh, overall efficiency just results in a win because it's almost yeah. inevitable. Apart as from long as, <laughs> as, long as, as long as you put the ships in the right place and continue to do so, you should give yourself a pretty solid chance of, um, of being successful. No, they never really allowed for very much outplaying of your opponent in any one particular turn. Little bits here and there but not drastic amounts. They were much more about, am I in the right place at range four? So that in a minute, I'll be at the right place at range three. And there was this constant game going on of being at the edge of combat. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's it's passive and, and aggressive lists or defensive and aggressive lists. It, it's still about range control. It's still about picking the engagement to happen where you want it to happen. And it's why shit like Fen Rao is so good. Because although everybody knows that he wants to engage at range one, he's got the tools to get himself to range one, provided that your your range four play, um, ooh, range four play, um, is is done right. Yes, yeah, very much so. It's um, range control is such a massive part of the game, and always has been. And how you go about manipulating it, and the tools you have to manipulate it are are key. Whether it is you know, getting further away so that you're only engaging one of their ships or whether you're coming right into their face so that actually, you know, you are getting your special abilities, things that allow you to be more powerful at range one. Um, range control's always been massive. Okay, so in terms of, of ships at the moment that work well as as aggressive ships, what, what do we have in mind? Arguably, the Rebel Beef lists are almost one-dimensional they're quite although they're slow and they take a while to get there they're quite aggressive they want to get in your face touching on what will was talking about earlier i think the perfect list and why it's so powerful because it can be flown both ways is the quad phantom list you know it might be the boogeyman at the moment in some ways however you can sit back and you can hold off and you can try and chip away at range three constantly decloaking away and turning in or you can be really in your face and aggressive and try and outfly them in one particular moment, using that barrel roll or the decloak and a turn barrel roll, you, you've got every option available to you, which which does make it so very, very powerful because depending upon what you come up against, there's probably a tool you've got to um, tip the balance in your favour. Yeah, I mean, the classic example there is 
the difference between Ben Lee and Kev Bellamy, the way they both fire quad phantoms is two massively different ways um, from when I've watched them anyway. And when I've um, put, or well played Kev, but uh, when I've watched Ben. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah, you know, two both very successful, but differing styles that worked, that get different strengths out of the lists. Mm-hmm. And defensive lists? What stuff at the moment is, is good for, for hanging on to its points and, and pushing the burden of execution onto the player? I think the 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 defensive lists have dropped off somewhat in 2.0. I don't think they exist. I think they're less powerful because the defensive abilities have just got worse. However, there are, you know, there's the double Jedi lists, which I think is has got a really high skill cap and that can be quite that can be quite defensive in some ways. Even the two Jedi and two Torrances could be up there. And the players who are skilled with those lists are doing consistently well. Yeah, if uh, you know, um, one of the best I watched recently was Jerry in um, in Germany, and I thought his flying of the aces was was absolutely fantastic. You know, he's gone under the radar a little bit, but he's been a great player in the Midlands for a long time, and his ability to get into the fight when he needs to or out of the fight when he, he really doesn't want to be there, I thought throughout that whole tournament was really powerful and timing was, was fantastic through that uh, system open. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm I'm flying two infiltrators and a Bulbasaur at the moment. Quite aggressive, quite in your face, you know, not really defensive at all, if you discount the cloak on Count Dooku. But with that, I played also the two Jedi and Torrance list and felt like all I was doing was, like you said, repositioning, chipping away, repositioning, getting barrel rolling out of position, chipping away. And it, it feels very defensive. I'm not getting much damage through, but equally they're not getting many points off me because they're not really doing any damage. I mean, that to me would be what I'd say more defensive, definitely the two Jedis and the Torrance because it, you know, it's yes, it's in your face, but it, it's just getting out of your arc and getting out of your way, and you know. Yeah, you just you're just not looking to to shove your ships down your opponent's throat. It's a bit more um, finesse than that, yeah. really. And it'll I mean, get better when the, the hyenas come. Well, yeah, because if anyone tries to get in my face with uh, a couple of Jedi's, I'm just going to drop bombs right in the face. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> It's going to make the range one battle with that hyena bomber very interesting because things like Rebel Beef, things like Fen, Terok, that are wanting to get in your face at range one, you can literally drop a proximity mine right on top of the red by pushing it forward or something. You know, there's a number of things that you're going to be able to start doing, which if I look on the new releases, they are starting to look like they are combating Rebel Beef a little bit. Or, or it will start causing there's some upgrades in there that will start causing Rebel Beef some problems. We'll see how how popular those become. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably a topic for another episode. However, mm-hmm. cheaper ships that are good foils for aces, um, they could make the Jedi really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, fantastic, interesting stuff. We're going to be back next week, uh, probably updating with our adventures over the weekend on Monday. And in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. It's goodbye from me, Bob D. And it's goodbye from Tom Reed. See you later, folks. And goodbye from Will Pinter. Au revoir. Always-
Greetings, report in. Red leader standing by. Gray leader standing by. Green leader standing by. Lock S files and attack positions. 